You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, Episode 4. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rentschler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. This is your host, Meg Rentschler. Welcome to the show. I certainly hope that you enjoyed the shows in launch week. From my end, it was thrilling to know that that information was out and available for all of you. I have enjoyed the feedback that has been sent my way and want you to know that I welcome ongoing feedback on how this show can best meet your needs. To that end, I've put a quick survey on the website at starcoachshow.com that is a quick click-through, let me know the topics and the elements that would be most helpful to you. You can fill in blanks if you choose. You don't have to, but that's certainly available for you if you would like, and that is available at starcoachshow.com. You can also always send me feedback through the contact page on that same site, and all of your feedback will be taken very seriously and is very valued. You might even take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes if you so desire. So, as a special treat in our first show post-launch week, I want you to know that Dr. Robert Hicks, who was our guest in Episode 3, has provided an autographed copy of his book, Coaching as a Leadership Style, and that was the book that he talked about in his show in Episode 3. So we're going to have a giveaway. If you would like to get in the drawing for this copy of Coaching as a Leadership Style, go to starcoachshow.com and submit your name and email address in the contact page, indicate giveaway in the comments, and you'll be entered for a drawing for the book. Rest assured, I do not sell email addresses. I don't give email addresses away. They are kept confidential to this show, and I would encourage you to log in and get your name in for the giveaway. We'll give away the book in the next week or so. We've talked about the fact that coaching is used in many different ways in many different environments. Using coaching in organizations and helping leaders to learn coaching techniques is one way that helps create healthy, more productive work environments. I've mentioned that one of my primary motivations for transitioning from a therapeutic practice into an executive coaching business was my desire to help workplaces be healthier and happier and 
more productive environments for their employees. As there has been an increase in literature and research and articles on the value that coaching brings within organizations and companies, there is an increase in organizations cultivating coaching cultures. In the years that I have been a coaching instructor, the numbers of internal coaches being sponsored by their organizations to come through a coaching certification program has shown a marked increase. I've also worked with companies who want to train their internal coaches and have them mentored and go through a certification process so that they become certified coaches clear about the differences between coaching and mentoring and consulting and advice giving. That's really exciting to me. What that says to me is that as a coaching profession, we're creating increased clarity around what coaching truly is and the value that it brings versus what management or consulting or counseling or mentoring, which are all very important things as well, but they're different from what true coaching is. And as we've increased the clarity, there seems to be more intention on the part of organizations to not only incorporate more coaching in their cultures, but to actually train and certify their internal coaches to be able to offer the tools and expertise of certified professional coaches. Our guest on today's show brings her experience of spearheading the building of coaching cultures and organizations in the face of mergers and recoveries and reorganizations. Renee Robertson is the founder and CEO of Trilogy Development and the author of the book, The Coaching Solution, How to Drive Talent Development, Organizational Change, and Business Results. As a two-time International Coach Federation PRISM Award winner, Renee has proven that her approach to building effective coaching programs within organizations to help retain and develop talent, to partner in strategic development, and to maximize organizational efficiency and efficacy and productivity has really created success. The International PRISM Award, for those of you who might not know what that is, was created within the ICF to honor businesses and organizations with coaching programs that significantly enhance performance standards and business achievement through coaching initiatives. It's a rigorous process to apply, to kind of make the case and improve the incredible return on investment that these companies are getting with their coaching initiatives. So to win the PRISM Award even once is amazing. To win it twice is over the top. In this interview, Renee shares her journey from corporate sales into executive coaching and how she maneuvered within repeated corporate changes to bring value, to really champion coaching, and provide growth and stability through leadership development. 
I'm so excited for you to hear the interview with Renee Robertson and learn all about her coaching solution. Let's go to the interview. Renee, I was so excited to meet you and learn about all the great work that you have done both in corporate America and both as an executive in corporate America and then transitioning into coaching. So what led you from working sales to beginning to coach your organization? That's a great question, Meg. I love that question because I think it's a really interesting story. I stumbled into coaching. I was traveling back and forth between the U.S. and the United Kingdom for business. And I was newly married and trying to start a family. And, you know, life was chaotic as it still is. However, I found myself in a unique situation and feeling a bit overwhelmed by everything. And I thought to myself, oh, I need to figure this out. And on one of my flights, there happened to be a magazine that I picked up. And on the cover of the magazine was this woman. And it was all about her story and how coaching transformed her life. And I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. So I read the article and I said, oh, this coaching thing sounds like, you know, this was the mid 90s and I had no idea what it really meant. I thought to myself, okay, when I get back to the States, I'll, you know, find myself a coach and that person will fix everything for me. Just get in there and fix it for you. That makes sense. No more overwhelm. huh? So, so naive. So fast forward, it's the new year and it's uh, January and I'm on my way into the city with a colleague for a business meeting. And we stopped at a little cafe to grab some lunch and we end up meeting a friend of hers and actually sitting and having a sandwich with a friend of hers. And in that conversation, the friend tells me, oh, she's a coach. And I naively ask, what sport does she coach? And she says, oh, I don't really, I'm not a sports coach. I coach people. I said, well, tell me more about this. So as the conversation pursued, I realized that, ah, this is what they were talking about in that article I read. So I made a decision after spending some time with her to hire her as my coach. And shortly thereafter, within three months, my life began to transform. I got back in touch with who I really was and what was really important to me. I had learned that being in sales, even though I loved it and I loved the people I worked with, it was more extrinsically focused than intrinsically. Mm -hmm. So I'd sort of gotten a little bit away from who I was. And going through the process with her, I realized what was really important in my career was sort of missing. So within three months, I had worked with the coach to sort of get clear around that, but also to find another role in the company I was in that could maintain my level of compensation because I had grown accustomed to, you know, a nice income that comes from working hard in sales. Yeah. Doing something new is great within reason. Yes. Exactly. And I was able to reduce my travel because it was a little difficult. I'll let every our listeners do the math, but when you're trying to start a family and you spend half your time in the UK and your partner is in another continent, it makes it a little tricky. I can sort of figure <laughs> that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of how I stumbled into coaching. And then I realized I found myself, I was in a new manager role. I had sort of been promoted up a couple of levels. So I had managers reporting into me and I had to learn a lot about how to develop people and help them grow in their role. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, this process that I went through with my coach could be a really 
great approach, a leadership approach that I could use to help my teams become really good teams and really good contributors to our organization. So let me ask just a clarifying question in that what your coach helped you do is clarify your role and the new role that you took was not necessarily a coaching role at that point. It was a manager's role, but it pulled you away from sales and helped you meet some of your other goals. So at this point, you're still a manager in the company, correct? Correct. Now I'm in a marketing function and I'm leading a marketing organization, which was very different than sales. Mm -hmm. And I found myself in a position where coaching would become a critical component of my role. Yeah, definitely a helpful tool at this point. Yes. At that point, that's where I had decided and I had secured the support from my leadership and human resources to get some coach training. And it was then that I started my coach training and started to actually use the skills that I was learning on the job as a manager. And I found it just incredibly helpful, not just for me as a manager, but my employees so appreciated the approach. And you could see our engagement levels and our results just went through the roof. So it was just a really, really wonderful experience. Well, and definitely an accessing resources. Good for you also and having the company help you with that investment. Mm-hmm. And I'd encourage people to think about if you're working within a company, what kinds of resources might be available to help build some of your coaching skills, tools, training, that kind of thing. Excellent. So what happened next, Renee? So from there, I had great success in my role. And the company I was working in was being acquired by another company. And you could see the cultures were very different and the leadership styles were different. And there were a lot of things that were different. Mm -hmm. And I started to have a bigger vision because I started to see coaching as a way to help bring these companies and our culture together. So I had created a proposal that I took up to senior leadership. And at the time, unfortunately, they thought it was a great idea. But Mm -hmm. unfortunately, my assignment was changing and I was getting additional responsibility and they needed me to focus somewhere else. So being the good corporate soldier that I was, I took my assignment and I still continued to coach the people who worked for me and even people who didn't work for me. They just started to just call me so coach. you started to gain a reputation as a coach within the organization. Exactly. So fast forward another year and now we're in the midst of this integration and it was a difficult time. You know, the company at the time I was with MCI, it was acquired by WorldCom. Many people know what happened as a result. But during that time, leadership had changed and I was selected to be part of a high potential leadership program of which I attended and I was given my very own coach and a 360 assessment and out came all of my passion and work I had been doing in the coaching space. So my coach, as any good coach would do, encouraged me to share my story with the new leadership and the head of the leadership programs, which I did. And as a result, I was asked to really take on a role as an internal coach for the sales and service organizations for our company and help facilitate the development of the leaders and the managers in the organization. And it was like a dream come true. That's really, and what I think is so important in the midst of your story is 
in the midst of your journey, not only did you bring incredible value to your company and were allowed, and I think through perseverance and work on your part to land this dream position, coaches helped you along the way with that. And I think that that's an important element as well as not only did you benefit others from your coaching, but you were benefited by coaching. Absolutely. I always felt like the work with my coach was a very sacred space and time that allowed me to just take a deep breath and breathe and think. As you're working in, you know, these organizations these days, everyone, I I don't think I know anyone who's not a little overwhelmed. And, you know, everything is so fast paced, especially with use of technology now, just to have that time to think and breathe and have someone prompt you is really a gift. It really is a gift. And it's a gift that we all deserve. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I keep, you know, my coach is my strategic partner. And I'm locked with my coach. And I hold that space sacred. I really do. Excellent. So you talked about taking this proposal up to senior management. What kinds of things were going on? Or how would you determine that that culture was even ready maybe to accept a coaching culture, that the organization was in that place, either when you were putting together that proposal, or even in hindsight, how do you know when an organization is ready? You know, I talk about this in my book too, Meg, and I provide some assessments in this space sort of based on my experience. Just for a second, just to reiterate the name of your book, The Coaching Solution by Renee Robertson. That's the book that we're going to continue to refer to. And I'm going to mention that name a couple times for people. But go ahead, Renee. Oh, thanks, Meg. So I took two proposals up the chain, and I'm happy to share with everyone my lessons learned. The first proposal you know, was based on what I experienced being a member of the organization and Mm -hmm. what other employees were saying and feeling and experiencing. And I kept seeing applications for coaching all around, ways to help build community, ways to empower employees, just all the many different opportunities to coach, whether individuals or teams. So when I took the initial proposal up, I wasn't as savvy in terms of what was going on in the business. I mean, I knew we were in an integration. I knew leadership was changing. I knew those things, but I don't think I was as thoughtful as perhaps I could have been at the time. So the first proposal wasn't accepted, as I had mentioned. However, fast forward nine months, almost a year, And now the organization has morphed and changed into something else. And now the organization is probably in more stress and leadership is acknowledging that they've got to do something and do something differently, right? Which is actually, that doesn't always happen. Sometimes we continue doing the same thing and expect a different result. So I give them kudos for recognizing Yeah, exactly. And we were very fortunate because we had great leadership come in, who were very aware of the stresses inside the organization and were willing to support employees as we made this transformation. So the second time, the proposal was embraced. And there was still the stress in the organization. And you could see the system breaking down. You know, you could see collaboration was waning, Mm -hmm. communication was waning, 
it was sort of a little bit of a dark period. And I'm not saying that's the only time for coaching because there's many other times, but it was a great time to use coaching to help bring people together because at an individual level, as anyone who's been working with a coach or has worked with a coach knows, you know, there's a transformation that happens to the person who's being coached. And then they're able to sort of take that transformation and almost like pay it forward. Right. Like a ripple effect. Exactly. And that's what we started to do. We brought in coaches to work with, and I was the first coach. And within six months we had a second coach and within, you know, a year and a half, we had a team of eight coaches and we were working at an individual and an organization, like a regional level, and then at a big organizational level to help support the transformation that needed to occur How and to exciting. help support people individually, departmentally, regionally, organizationally to make this transformation Talk a little bit about the differences you've experienced working with an organization that uses primarily internal coaches versus external coaches Mm -hmm. and just the pros and cons of those situations. I think some of the benefits that I experienced by having a team of internal coaches and I think companies like MCI, WorldCom, Verizon that I specifically can speak to is that we're truly embedded in the business. And we're a part of the organization. So we're there day in and day out. And people just begin to see us as an extension of their team. Mm-hmm. And we're in the staff meetings and we're present and available. And then you have a pool of coaching clients, right? So you're acting as a part of a team and then you're coaching folks along the way, right? Which is, I think, a true value to any chief human resources officer or you know head of talent management who's ever sponsoring the coaching program because it allows you to position HR in such a way that it really is a strategic partner to the business. And now you've got someone who's actually aligned and integrated with the business. Now, I think that's also possible with an external coach. However, it might just be a little more challenging just because of the logistics, right? You're not there every day. You're not on site every day. You're not necessarily included in all the staff meetings and things like that. So that's more of a logistical type of hurdle. And how can you break through that? Which is possible. It's totally possible, right? And it depends on the culture too, right? The other advantage, disadvantage of an internal versus an external is the knowledge that you have from being within an organization Mm -hmm. versus what you have to learn from an organization, right? So many times I hear from companies that, oh, we have to get the coach up to speed and are they a good fit? And they don't really necessarily understand our culture. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a little bit more rigor that needs to happen around vetting someone to work inside a culture versus someone who's coming from or who works in the culture, you know, continuously. So those are sort of the two that come to mind. Now, what's interesting, Renee, I'm going to throw this out there and see how it lands on you. One of the things that I find when I'm training internal HR people, let's say, to include coaching as part of their style, or even working with companies who are working to credential their coaches, So doing a more rigorous sort of training and mentoring for them. 
One experience that we've had is the difficulty in staying in a coaching role versus becoming a consultant or a mentor. So the more information they have about the company or what's going on with particular things takes them out of curiosity into wanting to tell. Mm -hmm. So I would guess that maybe an advantage an external coach might have is not necessarily knowing everything that's going on because then they're able to stay in a bit of that curiosity and inquiry and not get pulled into the, oh, let's tell you how to do this. Internal coaches couldn't do that, but that is one of the things that I've been bumping into with some of the work that I've been doing. It's an excellent observation. I think as an internal coach, it's about perception, right? When someone hires a coach, right, there is an element of credibility that the person hiring you is looking for. Okay. And for some people, it might be really understanding their industry, their business, maybe having walked in their shoes. That might be important to that person. Mm -hmm. So having someone who either internal or external who resonates with that person would be important to them. Absolutely. Right. So that's an element of it. I think if you're internal or external, There's always that tendency of, oh, you know what, when I did something like I was in a similar role or, you know, there is always that tendency to want to tell, you know, because we're human and we want to share our stories and we want to help people. Exactly. Well, boy, I can help. I know what the answer is. Yeah, exactly. Whether we're wearing our coaching hat or not. Mm -hmm. So I think it's being aware of that. And then I think it's framing it in such a way of asking the question. So as an internal coach, and, you know, at the time, you know, in one of my roles, I was responsible for talent development and succession planning. So there was a lot of information in my brain that could not be shared. However, I knew there were ways I could help others in their career because of the information I knew. I could use that to help them by asking them a question when an issue came up. Right. I wouldn't tell them, oh, you need to blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. I would say that's a great point. Have you considered fill in the blank? Right. Who could you go talk to about that? Mm -hmm. Where do you think you can who has experience that may be able to help you? You know, I want to be careful here because it's not leading. I don't want to come across that I'm not in alignment with ICF competencies. However, when you're internal, you do just need to be a little more aware of that and dance with the client. When they bring you the issue and you know there are other avenues for them to explore, help them identify what those avenues are without giving them the answer. I think that was my point as well, that it's not that internal coaches can't stay curious. They just have to be really aware of staying curious. They have to be really aware of it. Exactly. And that's one of the things we talk about. You know, there's so many wonderful coach training programs out there. And as, you know, research is showing, internal coaching is growing. However, the amount of time spent in training for people who are coaching inside organizations is 30 hours or less. And Meg, as you know, and I know, we went through our initial programs that were 120 plus hours. Hours, absolutely. And we're still not, you know, we're good coaches. We're not great. You know, there's always a learning curve. Absolutely. There's always a learning curve. So one of my goals was to build some training and develop training 
geared specifically for coaches that want to work or individuals or HR professionals, whoever they you are, that would like to coach inside organizations and help address some of these in the training process. So what did you build into that? And what's the name of your training program? So the training program is affectionately coined the coaching solution for internal coaches. There's a lot of discussion about each of the competencies and how they apply internally. So we really understand what that looks and feels like and how we have to navigate, you know, sort of navigate inside the organization and also honor our code of ethics and honor the competencies that we're trained to. And also there are lots of experiential applications in the training program to help really practice around some of these conversations that come up with an employee, whether it be a manager, a leader, a C-suite member, and their internal coach, and how to handle those conversations. They could be around where I am in succession, or they want me to take that assignment, but I really don't want to move to Asia. These are those types of sensitive conversations that Mm -hmm. come up that you need to figure out how to navigate through as a coach. And when you're inside, it could be a little trickier. So those are types of scenarios that are built into the training. How exciting. And for people interested in learning more and just gaining more of Renee's wisdom, first of all, I strongly recommend that you pick up a copy of her book, The Coaching Solution, How to Drive Talent Development, Organizational Change and Business Results. And also... I'm going to actually have you give your website because I know that there will be great information on your website also about your training program for internal coaches coming from obviously an expert in the field who has won two PRISM awards by helping her companies gain excellence through coaching and utilize coaching to such a place that it takes them to the next level. So Renee, how could people get a hold of you? Anyone can email me anytime at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at TrilogyDevelopment.com, or you can go to my website, www.TrilogyDevelopment.com, and check it out. If you have questions or ideas or suggestions, I'm always open. You know, please just reach out and contact me. Renee, thank you so much for spending time with us today, sharing your wisdom, your expertise. I'd love to have you back to tell us more because I think we just touched the edge of the wealth of information that you have to share. So uh, you have an open invitation to any time to come back to Star Coaches Show and share more information about your wonderful experience. Oh, Meg, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be with you and spend this time and share this with other coaches out there. Thanks again. It was such a pleasure to spend time with Renee and to hear about the impact of coaching within her organization. What really stood out for me in Renee's interview was the sequence of events for her in the realm of coaching. She first became interested or her interest was piqued in coaching as she was sitting on an airplane on one of her many work trips and read an article about coaching. She was then able to find a coach and worked with that coach to help her create some clarity about what she wanted personally and professionally and how those two things would fit together. And that 
increased her awareness of coaching to a place where she trained and became an internal coach in her organization. Through that role, she truly believed in her coaching and lobbied for the coaching with leadership in her company, even as things were difficult and sometimes programs like coaching get cut. She really got leadership behind and believing in the program and therefore coaching rippled out and touched even more people. To now she is a business owner in her own leadership development company and has this book, The Coaching Solution, that will teach others how to bring coaching into organizations, how to maximize benefits and therefore ripple out and touch even more people. So what that says to me is we just never know how our coaching is going to influence other people. But even bigger than that, we just never know what our ripple effect is going to be, whether it is in positivity, whether it is in gentleness or kindness, whether it's what we're doing as a coach, what we do as a person. And that just circles back around and says to me that we all need to be responsible for our ripple effect and we need to be aware that that ripple can happen as much in negativity as it can in positivity and it's our responsibility to know what we're rippling out and to make some choices about that. So once again, I want to thank Renee Robertson for joining us and sharing her expertise. If you'd like to learn more about Renee and her book, as well as about the show, be sure to visit StarCoachShow.com. If you could leave a review and rate the show on iTunes, that would be fabulous. I hope that you were able to glean even more information today to add to your strategies, tools, and resources as a coach. This is Meg Rentschler, hoping that you have a fabulous week. And until next week, here's to your coaching success.